Hello, Woodlane community. This is Pastor Brian, and you are listening to the Woodlane Worship Podcast, episode 018. If you are listening to this, you are an honorary member of our community where we seek to bring the presence of Christ to those around us. On this week's episode, sometimes even our favorite things can feel like a grind, like we've lost our passion or our sense of purpose for them. It can affect all the areas of our life, including our faith. Is there some way to get that passion back, to freshen it up so the days feel like they have meaning and hope again? You bet. Let's find out how. Many of you know that I enjoy a good long run sometimes. And the thing is, the better my endurance has gotten, the better of a runner I've become, the more I enjoyed those distances going longer and longer and longer. Sometimes thinking, you know what, it would just make my day to be able to do an 8, 9, 10 mile run. Now you may think that I'm completely nuts, but you know what, hey, we each have our things, right? But I have to admit, over these last couple of months, even as the season has gotten better, my training has been a little bit lacking. I honestly had to worry if I was going to run up myself out of breath starting out that kid's message. Fortunately, I don't think I have. But I would just let life get in the way. It wouldn't be so much for uh, a health reason, ironically enough, or things being too chaotic. The truth was, I just wouldn't be motivated. You know, I'd have the, even the perfect situation to go out for a run or to go do a workout, and I'd be like, I just don't feel like it. You ever feel that way? Where there's something that you're like, I know it would be really good for me if I did this or that. It can fit into really any different realm of our lives. It can fit into our health lives, be it exercise or eating right or stopping a bad habit. It can fit into our work lives you know, wanting to progress or wanting to to learn something new and then looking at the required text and just going, "Uh, yeah, not today. It can even happen in our spiritual lives. Is there a way to get that passion back? So that when the task comes upon you, you think, yeah, I actually do want to do this. Yes, there is. Just ask. Let's pray together. God, help us to just ask, to have that passion through you and for you. Amen. The passage that will help us to just ask comes out of the start of James' letter. This is James 1, 2 through 8, and verse 12. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of any kind, consider it nothing but joy, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its full effect, so that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you is lacking wisdom, ask God who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and it will be given to you. But ask in faith, never doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For the doubter, being double-minded and unstable in every way, must not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Blessed is the one who endures temptation. Such a one has stood the test and will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Was anybody out there like roller coasters? I know I got, okay, at least I got one that I was absolutely counting on. My love for them has grown more and more as I have been in relationship with Rachel. And our family would make this every other year trip to the U.S. capital of roller coasters, Cedar Point in Sandusky, Ohio. And my first time there, I remember kind of having this love for one roller coaster that stood out in my mind, Millennium Force. 
Now, there are other coasters there that top it on the, the spec sheet. Other coasters that are faster. Other coasters that go higher. But there was always something about this one that just kind of caught my attention. Yes, there are those times that you are over 300 feet high. Yes, there are those times that you are going over 90 miles an hour. There, there are times where there's the umbrella thought that I'm really glad I didn't eat my load of cheese fries right before I got on this thing. Because that might have turned out very disastrous for those 300 feet below you. But the fact is, for how adrenaline rush that ride is, the first third of the ride is click, 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 as you're kathumping up the first hill. And it almost seems like this letdown, like this anticlimactic thing, that such a powerful ride would start in really such a boring way. Life can kind of work out that way too. Last week we were talking about the idea of the highlight reel. Those highlight moments in our lives that, just, that we hang on to, that make everything else seem to be worth it. Well, I had one as a nine-year-old little leaguer. And I remember being in this semifinal game, coming up in the last inning, and one of my good friends from across the street had just made it onto first base. I think my, my pitcher walked him or something like that. And our coach called us over because we were a uh, pitcher-catcher combination that just rocked the Little League world, and he called us to switch for me to take off my catching gear and get on the mound. And I remember, as I was taking off my gear, this smile just starts growing on my face. As I grab my glove off the bench, and we're on the third base side, so the whole walk to the pitcher's mound, I'm looking at first base. I'm looking at my friend from across the street. And the whole way, I'm just giving him this big smile. And he knows why. Because if there was ever a we're in trouble emoji, my friend was the model for that picture. He knew JNL Auto was going to need a miracle to beat Peterson and Company number two. And they didn't get it. We ended up going on to win that game and went on, or the next couple days later, to win the championship. Did that moment happen out of the blue? Could I have walked up to that mound with that much confidence just because I was taller than every other nine-year-old out there? No. Maybe. Maybe my height helped. But the truth is, it happened because of countless hours on my driveway, between the two trees that we used as our bases for running bases during the summer, throwing pitch after pitch after pitch into that garage door. Forget trying to count how many pitches I threw into that thing. I lost count of how many times we had to repaint that door by the time I finally gave up playing baseball. The fact is, that was a highlight moment. And yeah, there were a couple others, because I was still very young in playing for the other five or six years that I would continue playing ball. But for every highlight moment, there are a thousand grinded-out moments that build up to it. As we read the passage that I was reading for today... We often think of the highlight moments, the, the big times. You know, it talks about facing trials, or, and we think of the big world-rocking moments, the bad news that just crushes our lives. Or we think about whenever you face temptation, consider it pure joy, and we think about facing temptation from every different angle, and we're just getting bombarded by it. And yes, James's words count for those moments, most certainly. But don't neglect thinking about those grinded-out moments. Those moments when it just feels like we're just spinning our wheels 
Like we're not getting anywhere. Because those can be times when we're certainly not on the mountaintop. And maybe we're not down in the valley. Those are times that can kind of dishearten us. Kind of just eat away at us. Beat us up. Just like facing death of a thousand cuts. But those moments, those grinded out moments, and surviving through them, and maybe even thriving through them, build our endurance. And that endurance, when it finishes its work, leads to maturity, to completeness, to not lacking anything, to use James's words. Now I think there are many different ways that we can hold a picture of maturity. But one that always sticks out in my head is an image of a couple that have been married 40, 50, 60 years, maybe even 70, there are those, and they're still in love with each other, even after that much time. Maybe you guys have your own image, but I want you to hang on to that image for just a second. But that couple that's been married 50, 60 years, was every day as powerful in the, of those 15,000, 20,000 days, was everyone just as wonderful as the wedding day? Was every night as wonderful as, well, maybe I better skip that one. <laughs> the fact is, across those 15, 20,000 days that make up a, a 50, 60 year marriage, I'm guessing there was one or two days where the toast got burnt. Maybe there was a conversation or two about asking for or reading directions. I guess that would kind of be a one-way conversation, but no matter. Maybe there were even a few days out there where the sofa got ambitious and tried to get good night's sleep certified. Sometimes our faith works the same way. What's the solution to those times when maybe our faith, we're in those moments where it's not as wonderful as the wedding day? As wonderful as our baptism day or, or the day you know, we made profession of faith before the church. What do we do when it's just a grinded out season? There is a solution. Just ask. Acknowledge. See, when James is talking about the God who gives, he doesn't just stop at the phrase God or Lord, because we can hear that and yet in year, one year out the other. Never mind, it doesn't make a difference. But James recharacterizes God, reframes God, if you will, as the one who gives generously and ungrudgingly, without holding back, without being, mm, fine, I'll give you this or whatever you want. He says in verse 5, he says, if any of you lack wisdom and are lacking in wisdom, and you could, there are many things you could drop into the word wisdom here, and the verse will still hold. Peace, love, joy, patience. If any of you is lacking in, insert blank, ask God, who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and it will be given to you. I got to imagine God is like bursting at the seams for the chance to be able to give you these things, to pass them on. I mean, if Luke 15, I believe, that talks about angels that are celebrating over one sinner who repents, throwing a party, I want to see what that kind of party is going to be like. I got to imagine God is willing to give us some umpa into our faith lives. But there comes a moment when acknowledge only goes so far, and we have to go on to step two seek. Eventually, we got to ask. Because acknowledgement and ask, there's a kind of a big gap into there that I'm going to demonstrate with this. Now, it's one thing for me to look at this seat and think, I bet that thing could hold my weight. It has strong legs. It's well-woven. 
seems fairly level. I'm guessing the ground underneath it is going to hold. Deacons, please. Yes, I bet that thing could hold my weight. Big difference between that and popping a squat on it. Acknowledge is easy. That thing could hold my weight. Seeking (laughs) is putting your seat in the seat. Eventually, we got to ask. we got to say, God, I want to have a, a bigger passion for your word. Help me to see it with fresh eyes. God, the idea of building a habit of prayer is difficult. I mean, it's just hard. Sometimes I don't feel like it. Help me to see those times when you're answering prayer. So that I can realize, hey, maybe there's some purpose to it. Maybe there's some reason, you know, give me some motivation to do it. Some days we need that. Many of you guys have walked in a teacher's shoes. Some of you probably for maybe even decades. I'm guessing you may have said to your students in one form or another, the only bad question is the one that never gets asked. Well, the same kind of thing counts with God. Third part, no. Acknowledge, seek, no. So this is the trick that James gives us in verse 6. When he says, ask in faith, never doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave tossed by the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. God is more than willing to meet those requests, fill those needs. Now, granted, this is not advocating for a vending machine God. This isn't acknowledge, seek, and know that God is going to give me a Ferrari tomorrow. There's a certain context or frame for these kinds of things. Now, it may not be the way you would expect that God would answer these requests. Maybe not even the way you would want God to answer these requests. You may pray, I I threw in patience as one of the ways we can fill in those blanks. We may want to think in the way that needs patience to be answered. God, give me patience. Just give it to me and give it to me now because I need it right now. God may say, okay, I will meet that need for patience. Here are a thousand times you get to practice and have it develop and grow within you. The second most dangerous prayer in the world, praying for patience for that very reason. But that is the secret sauce that helps us to get through those moments, get through those grind times. Because think about it. If we are in our relationship with God and it feels like it's a grind, but as we are asking for God to kind of give us new life fillingness, whatever that looks like, give us love, give us patience, give us a new, fresh look at your word. And we go into that and we think, you know what, God's not going to answer this. Some pastor guy told me I was supposed to pray for love and so I'm just doing it, but God, I know you're not going to give it to me. That. Guess what? End of the day, your life with God is still going to feel like it's a grind. But if you are asking, knowing God has, is overjoyed for the chance to offer these to you, you know what? It's like going into a game or going into a contest knowing I've already won. How game-changing is that? Completely changes the way you approach it. To say, I can go to God, and God, you tell me to come before your throne to make these requests. Here's my need. I need a new love for your word. I need a new patience, God help me, with the kids. Whatever it is. God, I know you're going to meet this need. I'm asking it. And then I go on as though it's answered. Asked and answered. So this week, build ask into your lives. Build Acknowledging, seeking, knowing into your lives. 
Now, if your faith life is not in a grinded out time, maybe you are on a mountaintop right now, then awesome, great. But build these things in so that they become habit. So that when your faith does hit those in the grind moments, you know what? You're ready. You're built up. If you're trying to read scripture, again, whether you're in those grind out moments or not, God, help me to see this with fresh eyes. Help me to, to see it in a new way. If you're trying to learn your memory verse for this week, or any memory verse, pray, God, help me to see those times when the right verse just pops into my head at the right moment. So that it's, ah, you know what? It's worth it. And all of a sudden that starts building back that motivation, building back that passion to do these things. Get you out of the, out of the grind, out of the, the sludge of, of just feeling like you're spinning your wheels. And then if your faith ever does hit those in-the-grind moments, where it just feels like you're just going day-to-day, you'll be ready. And in that time, you know what? God will still give generously and ungrudgingly, just as he does and is willing to do any other time. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Woodland Worship Podcast. I hope we've given you something to make you think. If you'd like some more information about our community, check us out at woodlanechurch.org or visit our Facebook page at Woodlane Newark. If you happen to be in the Finger Lakes area, come check us out live on a Sunday morning at 9.45 a.m. On next week's episode, we can all probably name a handful of people who made a real difference in our life. Some are teachers, some are parents, some are people we know from the community. These are people that leave a legacy for the generation or two to follow. How can we be one of those people who make a difference for another? Find out next week on the Woodland Worship Podcast.